What's up, everybody? This is Storm Batiste. And this is VA. And welcome back to episode 34 of Made Man Podcast. Bringing you everything that we think every man should know, no matter if you're white, black, skinny, or fat. These are the facts. Facts. In everything that we think every man of the 21st century should know about savings, investing, dating, and everything else in between. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, coming to the end of the summer. Yeah. Ah, um, sad unfortunately, days. Sad this is coming days. to the end. So it's cool. About seven o'clock, the sun is down now. It's getting closer and closer to that yeah, time. Yeah, man, I was so tired the other day <laughs> when I was waking up on Friday for work. I contemplated if I even needed this job. I woke up, I was like, "Do I really need this job?" Yeah. And then I was like, "Dang, I really need to pay the bill." So, anyway, uh, the summer's coming to an end. This week, uh, in particular, was a special week for me. My mom, my dad came to town this week, which was very special. They've never been to the city before. Mm. So they came Friday through Sunday, really got to show them around, you know, downtown Wall Street area. Mm. Took them even out to this little spot last night or whatever, like a, you can call it like a lounge slash It's called bar. Flowers Knows Best. Yeah. Like that, that, that's a lit spot. It's in Bushwick. Mm. I had a good time. Um, got a chance to meet um, Storm's parents. Definitely just a uh, different type of energy. Very young energy. Like yeah. I, was, I was very like surprised how lit they were. My mom, they went to a Chris Brown concert right after that. They wanted to come out with us. So, I don't know. My mom's different. She's she's what you call different. And my, my dad was just, bless his heart. He just alone for the He just he was tired. He just said in his spirit, he was tired. <laughs> so, I was like, my mom was driving crazy. But anyway, um, we've been talking a little bit about relationships. Um, mostly um, relationships in the sense of like being young, single, millennials are uh, out here just doing our thing. Y'all know how it goes. The city boys. The hot girl summer, so it's mostly catered mm. around being single and living your best life, uh, empowerment, things like that. So mm. we're going to yeah. flip the switch. Yeah, the last two weeks we've been talking about toxic partners. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, this week we just want to make it a little bit more wholesome. Mm. Like we want to talk about, <laughs> we want to talk about just like the positives, like Together. what what we all should be striving for when it comes to just a partner. Some call it the a husband, a wife, whatever it is you're looking for. I call it a relationship, mm. commitment. Mm. So in order to do that, words. <laughs> this Vocabulary. week we brought on some very special guests, very near and dear friends to me since I got here to New York City. Please introduce yourself. <laughs> Um, I'm Amber Van I'm David Rodriguez. Okay. David Rodriguez. <laughs> Tell <laughs> me about you. By myself, uh, I'm actually born, I was born in New York City, been living here most of my life. And, uh, I've, I've actually lived in Manhattan, mm-hmm. the Bronx, and Brooklyn. So, like, I've switched it around a couple times in my life. But currently in Brooklyn right now, in Flatbush. Yeah, mm-hmm. shout out yeah, to BK. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My kids shit. Um, I was born in Brooklyn, um, but I lived in California and Texas and Jersey. So I've been all over the place, but now I'm back in Brooklyn. Mm, damn. City got you back, huh? Yeah. <laughs> really wanted to be back. Well, okay. happy to have y'all here. Like, thank you for coming on today. Of course. Damn. Very much so. And Ken, just to add the flavor to the topic, mm-hmm. how old are y'all again? Well, I'm 26. I just turned 26 like three weeks ago. Okay. Mm. I'm 25. 26 mm. and 25. Millennials. <laughs> I can't wait for y'all to hear them dive into this because it's been seven <laughs> years, if, they, if I'm not mistaken, since y'all yeah, been together. Seven, yeah. Mm. yeah, in November, seven years. Yeah, we actually met on Halloween in, in undergrad at yeah. Binghamton University. Okay. Mm. Yeah, okay. actually through all dang, which is funny as hell. Okay, yeah, another good friend of mine, uh, dang. Been, it's crazy the universe brings okay. how bring how brings people together. Yo, we gonna yeah. dive into it. Don't yeah. worry, <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> so y'all know how it go, man. Let's let's run through the entertainment section real quick. 
What's new, Brian? What's new? Anybody? I don't know. What's going on in the entertainment section today? Um, Megan Thee Stallion signed to Rock Nation. Okay, hey. y'all listen so to Megan Thee Stallion. Hot, yeah. hot, the hot hey. girl, hot girl is on um, part of Rock Nation now. Shout out to her. Facts. Um, it's yeah. Gym music. Can we brag? Can we brag on Megan real quick? Yeah. Megan is not only did she just get signed to Rock Nation. She's also allegedly, well, I'm not gonna say that like she's not doing it, but she's pursuing her college degree still. So she's mm. still trying to get that. Which is fire. She trademarked Hot Girl Summer and mm. has everybody talking about a Hot Girl Summer now. And she's mm. still driving a boat. She's still driving the boat. She's still so. doing a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's crazy to me. A woman is kind of just breaking the fold in the industry because we already know, like, when a, a rapper, a woman rapper comes into the picture, it's usually only room for one at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you got Nikki, and then after Nikki, Cardi, even though mm-hmm. Nikki was still trying to hear, but now she's retiring or mm-hmm. whatever. She's not retiring. She that's what she retiring. says. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think so. I like that she's been wanting to start a family for a long time. Yeah. So. I like that there's a lot of female rappers out mm-hmm. right now. Like, it's it's really nice to see that. And they're pretty fucking popping, too. Mm-hmm. Like, their mm-hmm. lyrics are fire, they look good, and, like, it's hype music. Mm. You know, what anybody can listen to it. Uh, Rico Nasty. Rico Nasty? I haven't listened to I it. I have not either. I've only listened to a tidbit, but I don't know. I like Mike Stallion. Rico Nasty reminds me of a female ASAP Ferg. She has <laughs> that energy, bro. She don't give a fuck. <laughs> She's loud. <laughs> She's loud. She yeah. don't care. She just raps her ass off. And she, I, I fuck with her. Yeah. I don't listen to her like obsessively, but if she's on a feature, I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is fire. How you feel about Rhapsody? Rhapsody? Mm-hmm. She's cool. She's very low-key. Um, good lyrics. Mm-hmm. But I don't go out of my way to listen to her, though. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Yeah, she's one of those with just like that core fan base. Like, you just gotta... Yeah. If you fuck with cool it, you fuck with it. If you don't, exactly. whatever. Exactly. Shoot, but even like Megan, though, and I've never done this with any other like female rappers. I'm in the gym sometimes, just listen to it. I find myself quoting words. I'm like, I can't say that too loud because, you know. Big, yeah. big old freak. That's what you mean. That's what you mean. No, man. I get in my bag when that Megan come on and don't ask me about the lyrics because I don't be acting like I know them, but I know all the lyrics yeah. to that song. Nah, I'll be at a party. I'm like, yo, put on some Megan. Yo, bro. man. And I'm, I'm, I'm okay asking for that too because yeah. everybody know Meg is popping. So. Yeah, facts. Yo, shout out to her. Um, the next thing, and this is just, uh, it's very morbid, but it's, it's something that we need to recognize, history in our country. Mm-hmm. And so it, I feel like we should probably just take even just a moment of silence for the moment to commemorate 9-11. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just passed. Yeah. I don't know if y'all know anybody. In the, yeah, yeah, I mean, my, my uncle supposedly, according to my family, mm-hmm. I'm try, I hope I will, I mean, I'm trying to believe this, but I'm not too sure if this is the truth, but my uncle was a janitor on the second floor. Mm-hmm. And then like, apparently when, the first plane hit he just dipped like he knew something was wrong he just left because they, they try to make it like don't worry like it was just that building no word no need to yeah. evacuate or anything like yeah. which is crazy to me yeah. too mm-hmm. it's a, it was a weird situation but you know um prayers and condolences still to those families like that was yeah. still like a crazy day i think i was in like six the seventh grade something in, like uh, that second or fourth grade yeah. i was yeah. i was i remember that shit vividly i was in the third grade and my grandma came to pick me up from school my mom came to pick me up yeah i was legit like five miles away oh I was in the upper west side shit. that's crazy bro. yeah like i could see the smoke bro i was in chicago and my mom was just like yeah like i had to come pick you up because they said they might come to chicago blow yeah. up the yeah. uh, sears tower i was like uh, yeah, I was in California yeah. and my whole family, since they live in New York, we were all freaking out. Of so course. Just seeing that on mm-hmm. the news, too, was mm-hmm. crazy. That is crazy. So, I mean, take a moment real quick just to 
Cool. All right, so uh, the last part for the entertainment session. Not the last part. No? No, because we skipped over something. What did we skip? Rihanna, man. It was fashion week. Did you hear her speech? Oh, oh my bad. I'm not a fashion yeah, dude. Right. Like, so, you know, like, I'm not. Definitely. He knows about all white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, shit. This, this, this isn't all white. This is all black. Yeah. Oh, this, oh, this is all black, man. Like, what you okay. mean? Oh, man, Straight from the helmet. Fashion week. Fashion week. But, um... I just want to give a shout out to Rihanna because first of all, she's just a phenomenal woman. Like yeah. that's yes. my wife in another <laughs> life. But um, just like really the speech she gave uh, during a uh, New York City Fashion Week, which was this past week, mm-hmm. and it was really just talking about like just how valuable Black women are, like and just how she um, sh- she strives to be like this amazing Black woman because she was made, she was raised by amazing Black women. So just really like shout out to her for like recognizing that and understanding like her her platform isn't just for herself, mm-hmm. it's for all the women who put that time and energy into it. Big facts. And just like understanding like you know black women are the mother of the universe. Mm-hmm. So like really just mm-hmm. um her appreciating that having that platform and you know I really appreciate it. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I was supposed to be in a trunk show last week. My first. Trunk oh, what happened? Show. It didn't happen. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't happen. I guess they they had too many people and not enough money to pay them, and mm. ain't nobody doing shit for free. Trying to pay the bills. So I mean, uh, it's still an experience. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I should have probably still done it. Maybe next year though. Yeah. Fashion week comes around. <laughs> so so uh, the the last thing you want to bring us in on the, the last the. Last piece of the entertainment section here. Um, all right, for the last part of the entertainment section, you already know what time it is. We got <clears throat> previously on power. Um, Jason kills the Jimenez. Uh, old girl. Um, what's her name? Um, uh, Sophia. I, I just made that up. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> like, like anyways, like uh, basically, like they, they tried to break out of um they broke the courtroom. They broke out the courtroom. They broke okay. They broke they broke out the courtroom, but Jason had set Ghost and Tommy up to do it at the same time because I guess he didn't have faith that either one of them was just gonna be able to do it alone. Mm-hmm. So Ghost got like he caught up on game. Tommy caught up on game because they realized, wait, what you doing here? When I thought I was assigned to the job, so they both getting played by this dude who's only trying to pocket or only trying to win himself. And mm-hmm. watch out for his own pockets. They end up breaking it out. Mm-hmm. Only the killer, like they did all of that breaking out. Everybody put their the name on the line. And they risked themselves, like getting caught, just to kill the Amenez, the, the woman, whatever her name is. Right. So that was kind of stupid to me. Uh, Ghost tried to power up with a uh, try to power up, try to team up with, with Tommy. Um, Tommy at the end. end. Yeah. And then Tommy was like, "I'm gonna cancel Christmas on your ass." <laughs> Yeah, like it's the, the the writing. The writing has gotten really bad on this show, but I'm telling you, the first three seasons, mm. like you'll be into it. How many seasons are there? Five or six. It's a lot. Five or six. All I know about the show is that Fifty Cent was in it. Yeah. Yo, no, that show's good, bro. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I took somebody black card last time we recorded because oh. <laughs> they hadn't seen Power. Oh. Okay. I want to have this conversation with the next group of people that come on here. Um. Watch it. <laughs> uh, the first three seasons really good. It just gets kind of shaky after the third season. Mm-hmm. So, but you all should watch it. Was there anything else that happened that um? No. Nah. Nah. So anyway, yeah, that was the entertainment section. Not that much went on. Whatever. So we talked about whatever, whatever we did. Fine. Watch Power if you haven't. So anyway, let's dive into the quotes of the message. Go ahead. Get them brain juices flowing a little bit. So this is something I actually got this morning before. We uh we came onto the podcast. It was from a, a Kanye West song. I don't remember the name. Something. No church. No church in the wild. No church in the wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just I thought it fit perfectly with the topic that we we're gonna be talking about today. And the quote is, "Love 
is cursed by monogamy. Very short, but I feel like it's pretty deep. It can go deep. It's like onions. What are we talking about? Peeling back the layers? Yeah. I feel like it can go a little bit deeper. So uh, I don't even know if I got to repeat that, but love is cursed by monogamy. So I mean, I just want to know some perspective. What does it mean to you? Does it mean anything? Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I think it does depend on perspective because I think um, if love is cursed by the idea of monogamy, especially like in our like millennials, mm -hmm. like we we think that it's so restrictive or like you can't really do anything. You have to do something like based on your partner's beliefs or your partner's ideas. So I think it's like the idea of what monogamy is, but there's like so much more to it than just like this word that's. It sounds kind of like a negative connotation when you say it, monogamy. Yeah, mm, people tend to use it in that sense yeah. a lot, like, oh, monogamous word. Yeah, like, I wouldn't describe like... us, like, to normal, in a normal conversation, like, we're in a monogamous relationship, because that sounds negative in mm. a way for some reason. I would say we're in a committed relationship. Yeah, I think other. that's what it is. Yeah, that does sound a little bit weird. Yeah, I mean, I feel like... First of all, monogamy is a social construct. Okay. It's mostly yeah. like a Christian construct. Um, you have different cultures around the world that don't really believe in monogamy and have multiple partners and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But um, I feel like love is cursed by monogamy. Monogamy. It's a hard word. I know. It's a. It's not. I mean, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> we've been sipping a little bit, so my brain is a little slow and whatnot. But um, I just feel like, in a sense, yes, it is cursed because people do feel like. I have to find the one, mm -hmm. and if I don't find the one, I'm not truly in love. Yeah, like I'm just searching around, trying, you know, trying 100%. to find that one person. Mm -hmm. And whoever I come across is not, if they're not the one, I'm not loving them. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're, I, I believe in in free spirit, and people should be should live how they want to live. And I believe people should be allowed to love as many people as they want throughout their lifetime. Mm -hmm. If you meet like if you have a partner you love a lot, that's really good. If something happens and that you know. No longer exist. That's okay. That's just life. Bro, you can always powerful, move on. Mm. You can always move on. But the thing is, like, you shouldn't limit yourself because mentally and emotionally and spiritually, human beings are boundless. We just put the limits on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And monogamy mm. is a limit. Right. Mm. Master Rodriguez in his bag today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was um. I I can't. I couldn't agree more. Like, uh, I looked up the definition of monogamy, and it's just it's pretty straightforward. Like. It has three definitions. The practice or state of being married to one person at a time. The practice of state or state of having a sexual relationship with only one partner. The habitat of having only one mate at a time. That was, the last one was so... <laughs> yeah, it's the habitat. Like, yeah, the habitat. Yeah. Having one mate at a time. Yeah, it's, um, I just think that, um, you know, like Miriam. it's... Yeah, Miriam be wild, right? <laughs> um... I just think that the quote, like, as uh, David said, like, it's just monogamy is a social construct. Like, it's not, I don't think it's anything that's real. I just think it's something that somebody made up. It's outdated. It sounded good at the time. Because even the um, example they have for the definitions, like, Judaism has journeyed from polygamy to strict monogamy. So that goes straight to religion and also any other, you know, other types of uh, social constructs. And I think that, you know, when it comes to monogamy, like, it's, it's not real anymore. Especially because, like, I think that people are just getting, the, just opening their minds up more yeah. to a lot of different things. Like, understanding, like, you know, like, 
everything there's no such thing as a traditional way of doing things like you could take yeah components of a traditional relationships and implement it into your own but it's no one way that something has to be done like exactly. i don't have to be with the person that i went to high school with i don't have to be with the person because i've put i've spent this mm-hmm. many years with them i don't have to be with them for the rest of my life mm-hmm. and i think that you know monogamy just like put you in that box to where you know like i feel like i have to be with this person mm-hmm. because of this or because of that when in real life like no like things change over time like the way you feel about somebody can change over time so yeah, yeah. and to take it a step further i feel like people who have kids with a certain person feel like they have to be with them mm-hmm. just because they have kids when in reality that's not the case it's mm-hmm. a lot cheaper it's a lot cheaper yeah <laughs> but are you happier Nah, exactly. Uh, like, I'm saying it like I got kids. No, but like in, in a sense, I feel like you know what the goal as a human is to be as happy as possible, right? Yeah. Why should you limit yourself? Even though this sounds super selfish, why should you limit yourself to you know limit your happiness because there's a person that you have to be with because of X reason, and mm-hmm. you don't want to be with this person, but mm-hmm. you're kind of forced into that situation because of these social constructs. Mm-hmm. Like, why should you do that? That's good. I like that perspective. I like this. I like this. Um, BA can speak to what I'm about to say uh, in the fact that I am in my head a lot. Mm. Monogamy, the word, mm-hmm. it used to scare me actually. It has like that negative Yeah, like it used to scare a lot of people. Because yeah. I'm like, dang, I got to be with this one person. So they got to, like, if I don't do this right, then I'm screwed for the rest of my life. I don't regret it. She don't have this. She's not this smart. She's not this ambitious. She don't have this body part. And then he made me calm down and realize, like, dude, just relax. Mm. Mm-hmm. Relax. You can love, like, you can love different people. Mm-hmm. Like, it, this is not the end all be all. This person may just be a lesson for you to learn something. It's not just the person you with for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. But uh, in terms of just like relating back to the quote, I feel like love is pure and love is like it's that untouched kind of like just beautiful thing between a couple and then monogamy is like that fucking bully that just comes and fucks it up. For no reason. Yeah. Because you 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 love you with this person and y'all have everything compatible, y'all wanna do right. But then let's be honest, we millennials, bro. We in New York, you know, it's yeah. some yeah. beautiful people that live in this city and they, they really fuck up a happy home. Mm. Like you have everything going for you at the house and then cheating comes into play and love it gets harder to see love because you wanna be with somebody else or you wanna do something real quick or Y'all got to an argument or she did something, so now you gotta go tip for tap. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. it's a lot that goes into it. Yeah, um, but just to kind of go with that, I think you just gotta understand that, you know, like, if you're going to say that you're, you have all the time in the world to figure out who you wanna be with, right? So, mm-hmm. like, I don't know why, why you would wanna get into a relationship, and if it's enough for you to just look at somebody and just wanna act on that temptation, that means you don't really care about that mm-hmm. person. So, I think that when it comes to monogamy, it's just like understanding that. You know, like, the person that you're with doesn't have to be um, the end-all, be-all for you. Like, just because you get in a relationship with somebody, that's not saying that I have to be with them for the rest of my life. And I think that a lot of people just put that pressure on themselves. But also, like, don't get in no situation if you feel like you got temptation. Mm-hmm. Like, if you feel like you're just out here, like, you still want to be out here. But like, you'll always have temptation. Yeah. It never yeah, goes away. It's never yeah, it's, it, it never goes away, but I feel like if you find the right one, like, just less tempted to do anything but i also feel like especially in a city like this too it's a tough city sorry guys i feel like nah, some people to... when certain people find a, a partner they put a, a, a really high expectation because they, they're trying to figure out if they're actually the one 
And I feel like that kind of ruins relationships sometimes because they're trying so hard to make this person be the perfect person in their head, mm -hmm. this fairy tale person, this prince or princess or whatever the mm -hmm. hell they want. But and another version of that, of the quote, is like labels, like society likes labeling things yeah. and like subconsciously we also like labels, mm. um, but then in reality in our actions we don't like that. Like in the mm. beginning of our relationship too, we didn't really like labels, we like to like float, see what it is yeah. before you name something. Yeah. When you name something, then you start getting all of these like restrictions, yeah. limitations true. in your mind true, that are true, like true. made up, they're not really true, and then you can't really be true to the person or true to yourself really. Yeah. Labels yeah. create a, an, an expectation. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's rare though. I feel like people just want labels. Like, I feel like pe the people that I've come across, the women that I've come across, and men, just feel like when you start saying that, you know, like, yeah, we're actually dated now, they feel a pressure from that mm -hmm. instead of just kind of rolling with the flow. Because anytime somebody hears rolling with the flow, it's like, are oh, you playing games or are you just trying to be in this situation? Ship with well, that could also be the yeah. label is yeah. we're, you know, going with the flow. We mm -hmm. don't have anything. Mm -hmm. You can not have a label and that's your label kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think this, this was a five word quote. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> and we literally had the craziest dialogue up on it. I yeah. That. Mm -hmm. Yo, thank you for the perspective on it. Yeah. Made me close. It's getting better every week. <laughs> <laughs> I think they are. <laughs> I think we, we should get a hard one. Though. That was a hard one. That was. It was. But you dove in that bag. I saw you in there. I tried. Next to the peppermint. It's a. It's Next a loaded to the peppermint. <laughs> it's loaded. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, appreciate the perspective on the quote. Let's dive into the topic. Okay. Uh, y'all are. Um, and I said, I said this before we jumped on. I wanted to call him a unicorn until I found out <laughs> what a unicorn was. So we're just going to say y'all are different. Can we say that? Y'all yeah. are doing something that is almost looked at as the impossible for a lot of people. Um, not only have y'all been in a committed relationship, but y'all have been in a committed relationship for an extended period of time. Seven years. Seven years is something, man. We need some applause. Like, we're going to insert, insert applause here. Snap. Or something. Look, he's still smiling. He's still smiling. Yeah. 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 I got gray hair, though, but that's, ge that's genetics. That's genetics. <laughs> I swear to God. Yo, that's a beautiful thing, man. So what me and Brian want to do is we want to pick this apart because there's two single millennial men mm. who yes. only know how to fight and bop. I'm just <laughs> That's not, oh, that's not me. That's not me. <laughs> we're on our, our city boy shit. Um, y'all don't get to participate. Or maybe I do, depending on what y'all think of the definition of high girl summer city boy. But y'all are committed to each other, in, yeah. in other words. So it's very different. Every situation you go into, you got to think about what she, like how it impacts her. Every situation you go into, you got to think about, dang, you know, is this going to be good for him too? Not just myself. No selfish shit. So, um... <laughs> It's not. It's not an interrogation. I promise. But it's an interrogation. <laughs> That's all right. Let's do this. Okay. So I mean, um, shoot. Just. Start. I mean, uh, just to start, like, okay. just just give us more context, like how you all met, and yeah, let's just, let's just stop that. Let's just B stop Binghamton? that. Binghamton. Is yeah. that what it was? Yeah, yeah it was yeah. Binghamton. Yeah. I guess I can give my perspective first because, mm. had I said the word no, I would have never met you. Mm. And this is why. Um, I was living with my really good friend, Aldane. His, my, that's my brother right there. Hey, my brother too, man. Yeah, that's the fucking guy. So I was living with Aldane sophomore year in uh, Oneida. The dorm, uh, the dorm room, not dorm room, dorm building, Oneida, CIW. Uh, 
Binghamton University. That was the shit. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey. hey. She got her receipts. I got her receipts. You know why? No, because I'll never forget this that, night. That Get in your bag. Get in your bag. That building was lit. That building was so lit, and everyone knows that. Anyhow, so it was Halloween night. And I was just chilling in, my, in, our, in the dorm, you know, just drinking a little bit and stuff. And Aldean was like, yo, bro, I know these two girls on the fourth floor. Like, you trying to go chill with them? I was like, yeah, why not? Fuck it. That's what you do. That's what you do. It sounds really bad, right? But that's but what you do. I was like, yeah, yo, let's go Mac. So I go, I go, I go, I, I go with my man's Aldean to their dorm. And they're, you know, they're both pretty drunk. It's her and her best friend, Karen. They're pretty drunk already. They're pretty drunk already. It's like, Halloween. Like, no, of course, of course. No judgment. No and judgment. I was, I, and you know, I introduced myself, and I was just chilling in their dorm. I wasn't trying to do anything crazy. I was just observing the whole thing. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I gotta say, she looked good. I was like, you know, she looked really good. But then we took a picture before we left, meaning Aldin and I, before we left their place. And um, Amber still has that picture, and it's really funny because I'm just—I look like a fuckboy. Is this David before the beard? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait. Can we just take a moment, real quick? My man David has a magnificent <laughs> beard. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna be over there, like, yo, like, how you do that? What you put in that? That caster? What is that? that, that nah, bro, it's a whole regimen. I can go into that later. Wow. Okay. Different. Wow. Different subject. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Right, and it ain't no Beijing enough. What? Hair dye? It's not any Beijing enough. Nah. Wow. Nah. Wow. Bro, for the less lacking. <laughs> Less lacking. This myself. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't got a beard, but I ain't got a beard. Anyway, my bad. I ain't mean that. No, nah, no worries. But yeah, like, like had I said no, had I said no to that question that I would date pose, like you want to go show with these girls, I would have never met her. So like, we lived in the same building, and I guess fate just had a way of bringing us together, even you know though we were pretty pretty lit. But then I saw her that same night, and she was fucked up. Mm-hmm. She was stumbling down the stairs at a party, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, I remember you." I was like, "Yeah, I remember you too." And then I think that was it for the night. And then I saw her again the next night. And then we exchanged numbers. And mm. ever since then, we hit it off, man. It was just... Chemistry, fireworks, fireworks just... Well, actually... Well, she okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see what she got. Let me, let me hear your side. Well, actually, when we were downtown later that night, I forgot what time it was or whatever. Um, he was... I could tell he was into me. But he never, like, said anything. He was quiet the whole time. He's just like, hello. That's how you hi. gotta play. That's how you gotta play. How are you? And I knew from his energy that he was feeling me, but he was waiting for me to make a move. So I was like, oh, so, like, is he gonna ask me for my number? Like, what the hell is this? And so then... She got my number. Mm. Yeah. Wow, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> So I was like, like um, yeah. hello, because you can feel when someone's into you. Mm-hmm. So I mean, my emotional intelligence at that time was not good at all, and I'm still developing it now. So like, <laughs> growth. I didn't even. Listen, man, I didn't think, it takes time. I didn't think my about. energy was that. I was just like, you know, chilling and stuff. That's what right. I thought right. I was doing, but apparently not. No, you had a tactic. That was oh. your tactic. <laughs> Clearly, she knew what she wanted, too. That's why she got your number. Yeah. Yo, it, it takes a lot for a woman to ask for a guy's number, I feel like. Like, because a lot of women are used to being pursued. That's just mm-hmm. what, that's the way that society has kind of set it up. Painted a picture, like, the guy pursues the woman. So she was really into you from what it sounded like to me, if she asked you for your number. Wait, wait, wait. So. I mean, I think I'm just that kind of person where I see something I want, I go for it. Hey. Oh, okay. Hey. Okay. I'm a trophy. 
She gives me a she gonna take them out. And she should have because that's how you do yeah, it, my man. Yeah, yeah. So I'm talking oh about. I had to run with that, babe. I had to do it. Sorry. That's what's up. So, so y'all met uh, in college. Yeah. College sweethearts. And yeah. Hit it off yeah. Actually, a freshman. She wow. was a freshman. I was a yeah. sophomore, bro. Wow. Oh, okay. You're like yeah. older man, huh? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so so as you all like begin to develop this relationship through college, like how was that? Because college is like a time where exactly. you're growing, you're changing, that's like. That's, that's exactly. How was that process? It wasn't that easy because. It wasn't easy at all. I mean, I feel like the first year was really hard, cause uh, I was still kind of trying to be a fuckboy, but like I was still committed to her. I wasn't, you know, trying to go home with other girls and shit. But like in my mind, I was like, "Damn, like this would be nice," but I would always stop myself before I got to that point. Wow. Always. What? How did does that what? what? Stop yourself. How'd you stop yourself? What do you mean how I stop myself? Like it's just so because it's in college, like first of all, I don't I don't think I'm thinking like that. Not at all. I'm really like, yo, you throwing in at yo, me, we I'm gonna catch it. Game planning on how we gonna get some vagina tonight. Listen, bro, I just operate at a different level. First of all, I ain't getting no ass in high school. So like <laughs> I was just like I was at that level and I was like, you know, like I don't really need it right now. Like I'm not desperate. And I have a girl I can go home to and I can, you know, that's what I need to do. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Damn, you built different, bro. Well, I was raised by women, that's why. Uh, it took a while, though. It took a while. Yeah, he, like, what's your, really, what's your side of the really story? We were acting like we weren't, like, trying to be fuck boys, fuck girls at the same time. College no. is a whole nother it's a, it's a beast, environment. Bro. College is like, a beast. Those parties, always drinking, going mm. to bars, mm-hmm. downtown. It's a remember, whole different thing. I remember, like, the first month we started going out, you made out with some girl in front of me. I was like, oh, okay. Wait, what? Wow. Oh. I don't. You see what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I see. <laughs> but I guess, like, that maturity so early, like, what was really, like, from your perspective, Amber, like, mm-hmm. what was really, like, keeping you, like, listen, like, I got a good dude. Because even as a freshman, like, you just really want to come in and wild out. And women have <laughs> you got to get, you gotta get that out your system. Women have options, too. Like, men have options, but women have options. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I think it was? I think it was, honestly, like, David and I built... A, like a really strong friendship first yeah mm-hmm. that was the first thing so even though i was you know we weren't really committed to each other in a sense i was like oh this is still like a good friend of mine i could go talk to but i was like it it grew it grew like really naturally i mm. mean in college organically. yeah, yeah. Mm. organically i guess mm. but it was hard like the first year like i didn't really honestly didn't really take our relationship seriously because i was like oh like this is nice but like i have four more years of college like like, four mm, more years trying to live life and experience yeah i understand yeah so i was in i came from texas i just came out here to new york like by myself didn't know anyone Mm -hmm. so i was like you know i'm really trying to like meet people and like meet guys or whatever and so it's, I think it's crazy that I met David like my freshman year. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, like, yeah. That's crazy. Universe has been like testing out since the beginning. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause oh, freshman yes. year, mm-hmm. I'm not. If I looked at myself in the mirror or a picture from freshman year, like if I really even just met my freshman year itself, I wouldn't even know who I was. I was that different freshman yeah, year than absolutely. how I am now. Like my mindset, mentality. Yeah, I like, thought I was the shit. I loved attention. Like that—that mm. that was the problem. Is like when I went out to places, 
Like I loved attention so much that I didn't want to be cuddled up with someone in a corner. Like that mm-hmm. took me a yeah. long mm-hmm. time to like yeah. get over. So, yeah, I definitely was not was handcuffing. Difficult. I was not handcuffing yeah. my was, freshman year. I was playing football. And I was at the party. I was at the parties. Like I was just like, nah. Like I'm, I'm chilling. Like you know, I'm that was good. a game for us girls. Like, see how many numbers you mm-hmm. could get. Like that was the thing. Y'all so toxic, 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 catty. I don't even know the word is. Yo, so I'm curious though, Dave. I'm curious from your side, David. So you freshman year, you met her, and yeah, y'all hit it off very great, but. And this is something I've actually experienced, and let me just explain. So, when you committed to her, like you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna give this up for this," the opportunity cost or whatever. He was like, "Do I really want this, or do I really want her?" Like, I get it. Don't you feel like maybe you were giving up some of those experiences that maybe you still haven't experienced? Like, you don't even know what you really like at that point. Like, you still need college in a sense to shape you into the man that you are to become. Like, it's a lot of different women out there, body types. My, yeah, like it's. it's a I I I absolutely hear you, and like I've thought about this shit a lot. Um, I did give up a lot of things, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I I there are times where I'm like, damn, I could have actually gotten with this person mm-hmm. had it not been, you know, I I was in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, and I I don't really know how to explain it. Again, I'm still trying to develop my emotional intelligence. That's all right. But all are, yeah. when. <laughs> There was one time, like, I professed my love to her, and, like, it felt right. Ah. Was it in college? Yes. And, bro, I cried. What year were you? I was... This was, like, two months after we met. And oh, <laughs> shit. No, it was... No, it was... No, it was... No, it was... No, it, was no, it was more... It was recent, though. It was trying like, to get in his bag. Let him get in his yeah, bag. This is like, right on the podcast, okay? And he light-skinned, so he gets... <laughs> no, but, like, it just felt right, and, like... Honestly, though, we've, we've had this conversation many times, like, of, like, what if or, like, what would have happened. I always, like, I think it's important for, I call it, this is what I call the it. The slut phase. The slut phase. Mm. I never had that. I think it's important to figure out what you like. It is. Figure out what you want. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't always have to be with sex, but that's what it's I think. true. It's important to, like, experiment and, you know feel grounded of what you want, what your morals, what your values are, what mm. you like in sex. That is a hundred percent true. Yeah, so I, I told him like I had mine in high school. So by the time like I got to college Typical. like I <laughs> <laughs> I mean I didn't like myself in that. high school but like <laughs> I had mine in high school. So like by the time I got to college I was like I was celibate when I came to college. I was like, for a year, I was like, I'm not having sex or I'm not doing anything. And so I told David, like, we were going steady for a while. And I was like, you have told me you haven't really had, like, that slut phase. Like, it's okay. for Like, we could take a pause. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I genuinely think that's so important for you to figure out mm-hmm. what you want, what you want yeah. and what you... So true. Yeah, so I never went through that phase. Ever. And, and I he think chose not to. I chose not to. Um, and it's okay. Because the way I see it is this, like, I was... At that time, I was really immature, so I feel like whatever that slut phase would just have been... It would have been useless in a sense, besides just getting ass. Right? 
Which is which is nice and all. It's great. Do you? <laughs> but it would have been useless because, like, looking back at how I was back in the day, I was not mature. I was going through different things in life that people have not experienced before, and like, it wouldn't have been beneficial for me, especially in a place like Binghamton. Mm-hmm. Now, had I gone to school in the South, I always say this shit. It would have been way different. <laughs> way <laughs> different. Way different. Different in the sense of what? Yeah. I, I would have been a slut. Why are we more sluts in the South than y'all up North? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we start families at early ages, and we have I don't a lot get into children, that. but... but I always had a thing for Southern women, and she's from Texas, so like. Yeah, Texas. You lived in Texas for a while, for a long while. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess, <laughs> I guess, I, I guess the the next thing that I want to ask you all is just, you know, like you've been through college together. When did you all, first? When did you all officially like get together? Like y'all were in a relationship, mm, to not. and then like. <laughs> How, after you all got together, was there added pressure to you all situation? I feel like... Oh, 100%. The, oh yeah. yeah. Labels, labels, right? Mm-hmm. The labels thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, the first year, like, that we got together, the whole labels thing kind of fucked with us a little bit. Mm-hmm. People were expecting certain things from us, and we just didn't like what we were expected to do. So, like, you know, t- just traditional things, like, be, like... Um, Wait, can I, can I jump in real quick? Yeah. So... Because it, it, I, I had to ask this because I'm just I'm taking it as we go because your perspective seems to be very different mm-hmm. than his on Absolutely. the same event that happened. So when y'all actually got together, were y'all on the same like mindset or were you just like, oh, I'm going to give this a chance to see what happens? And you was like, oh, oh fuck, this is the girl of my dreams. Let's do this shit. Like, were y'all on the same mindset or was it just like you was like, mm-hmm. let me just. We were definitely not on the same page. I knew it. That's what, uh. <laughs> That's what I wanted to ask. Yeah. And I, honestly, I got intimidated by how much he liked me. Mm. I love see, hard. See, that's that's the thing, though. But you want, don't you want a man that's more into you than, they, than you are into them? Okay. But I was, you know, I was doing my hot girl summer shit, like, freshman <laughs> year. Oh, man. So, like, was on it. Like, to get someone that, like, really, like, sees you in a different light mm-hmm. was very intimidating. Mm. And, Yeah. It was scary. But honestly, the first, like, year, to go back to your question, um, we had, like, a huge friend group at the time, so they mm-hmm. would always make fun of us. Mm-hmm. And the, the pressure I felt was, like, when I would go downtown by myself or, like, with my... Not by myself, with um, friends. my girls. I would see his friends always watching me. Yeah. Every single and corner. vice versa. And me. that shit fucked me up. Vice <laughs> versa. <laughs> Felt like you had to be on your best way. But you weren't going to do nothing crazy, right? She might have. That's why he's watching. I mean, I don't think you intentionally want There we go. That sounds like, like disaster. Wait, you know no. what? Like, it's college. Like, if you want to fuck up, like, that's the time to You're fuck up. To that's so true. Yeah. yeah, you are. Yeah. So. You, we wouldn't have seen it as that way. Like, oh, you fucked up. Like, that's okay. We weren't that mature back then. So, like, it would have it probably, like, broken... You know, it, it would have probably broken things up, but um. And and I I kind of know you a little bit. I know, I think I kind of have an idea how you operate. Like if you would have found out, like she was entertaining some whoever, and somebody got back to you, I and you were still, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. David would have been at her door, like I'm just saying, like you told me all this stuff. You <laughs> <laughs> have that in his hand the whole time, and it's gonna be scary. Where's this nigga at? I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> nah. I just like 
I kind of want to go back to the question you okay. had earlier of For like, sure. you know, me not going through the salt phase. I wasn't mature back then to, to go through that. I feel like you got to have some sort of maturity. Um, Do you though? In a sense, to really appreciate to that, to, to really appreciate yeah. what you went through, you have to have some sort of maturity, which I didn't have back then. And it's weird because I have, I'm mature now, right? I am, I feel like I'm aging like fine wine. I look better than I did back then. They talk shit, man. Hey, get in here back. I'm not even back. Nah, get in here back. If I was to look at myself, like, if I if I brought my my past self to the present, and he was to look at me, he'd be like, holy shit, you look pretty good. Like, mm. I wasn't expecting this. All right, past self? Yeah. But, like, now that I'm in this position, I'm like, I don't really care. The type of stuff that I do, so, like, if I go out and she's not around, right, and, like, I'm talking to some random girl, it's not about, like, getting her number, or like, you know, like, hooking up or whatever. It's more about, like, what kind of, like connection i can make with you what can we talk about like that can connect us in a way that's not actually sexual or you know in some sort of like love type of thing but like more of like i had a good conversation with this person and i might not ever forget this conversation because it was so deep even though it was a random person mm -hmm. but like it was such a really good conversation that's so a friend right yeah. not a, a friend. friend just a person i had a a, a, a connection with that I, I, I will cherish for a long time. I feel like if you have a connection with anybody else and you have a girlfriend, that'll trigger her. Not true. That's not true. I feel like it would. No, nah, listen, I, I went to Miami with 10 of my boys a couple years ago, right? And she was probably on she, the edge of her bed. She was on the edge of her bed. Right, right. Oh, she, yeah? No, nah, everything was good. Everything was good. <laughs> we, go, we, go, we, we got you. We got you. <laughs> we, got you. <laughs> we got you. We got you. Everything was good. But no, like, we went to this one bar, and I, you know, like, my boys went out to do their things, and I was like, I feel mad, like, anxious. Like, I'm not trying to, like, take anybody home. Because, first of all, I have, like, really bad anxiety when I'm in social settings. So, like, back in the day... I felt like I was pressured to like get talk to girls and shit and like try to get numbers and stuff. So like in this scenario where I'm in Miami with my boys, they go do their thing and I'm just like at the bar chilling and this girl comes up and we start talking about relationships and stuff and she's talking about like how her man did her dirty and stuff. Mm -hmm. But like we're talking about like relationships and I'm like, yo, I have a girl like you're a very beautiful girl, but like, I have a girl like I'm not trying to do anything crazy. And she's like, I respect that. And thank you for saying that because like I really appreciate the fact you said this, and they made him want to jump in bed with you more. Not at all. No, we had a really good <laughs> no, we had a really good. That's usually how it goes. We had, a, <laughs> we had a very good conversation about relationships for a long time that night. Like, my boys are doing their own thing for a while, and I was with this girl just talking about relationships, and I I was like, wow, I still remember that shit to this day. I don't even know who she is, but like, it was such a profound conversation with a total stranger, and I'm like. I don't need to have a sexual relationship with another person because I already have a girl that I, I, can, I can always go home to. That's interesting. That's different. Well, it is. You don't usually well, run into like that. Well, Amber, I want to yes. ask you, how do, how do you view his trip? Like, yes. how do you view that whole Miami situation? Trip? His Miami trip. How do you view that whole well, we situation? we did drugs, too, in Miami, too. You know, I'm just saying. Everybody does drugs in Miami. Exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I feel like you get to a point where... Just trust is so important in a relationship that, like... She ain't trust shit he was doing. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> That's for his boys. I'm not there, so I'm like... 
you guys have to deal with them. <laughs> Yo, females, females be, look, this is the crazy part. <laughs> we really be chill, like, we really be in Miami, like, and it looks bad, because, yeah, he with all his friends, but we really don't even be, like, doing all of that. But in y'all head, we doing the worst that you can probably do. Like, we ain't took somebody home every night. <laughs> Listen, bro, I got opportunities thrown at me left and right, and I was like, nah, I'm good. I was with one of my boys, 3 a.m., chilling at a bar. Some hookers came up to us. We had no idea they were hookers. Brian know about hookers. Yeah, hookers. Yeah, hookers. Well, let me hookers. add some context real quick. Not Brian know about hookers. Yeah, like, bro. Like, yeah, no, no, he's not that good. 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 He's like, yeah, I do. But no, like, a hooker approached him. It was like, $500. No, she said 5000 Oh, whoa, yeah, whoa, 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 chill. Yeah. Chill. She knew her words? Yeah, she was. I guess so, but like, I mean, come she on, pussy, pussy, bro. I was just trying to have a conversation. I was trying I was trying to I was trying to gauge how she like got to that number. And she was just and trying she to was gauge just like, what she, his number was. And she was like, listen, I would tell you, but I'm trying to make some money tonight, so I need you to move around. Ooh. I was like, okay, I'm gonna leave. She, and she looked good. I appreciate she was okay. okay. But five, five hundred, five k. Nah, but like we're just walking around Miami, and my man's just trying to, you know, trying to get some girls. I'm like, I'm, I'm a wingman for you, whatever. So we randomly run to these like random girls outside of a bar, and we're just like chilling with them for like two hours, walking around and shit. We went to a bar. Then at the end, they're like, "Yo, so it's three hundred bucks for the night," and I'm like, "The fuck are you talking about?" She's like, "You ain't know, like." We're, we're trying to fuck, but you got to pay. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Like, the fuck are you talking about? She's like, what, are you gay? And I was like, wow. nah, I'm not, but like, I'm not trying to pay for pussy. Like, I got a girl. And it started going off on us. Like, yo, you guys are fucking homos. You guys are gay. I'm like, relax. Like, first of yo, all. Yo, you should have went in on that. Yo, I was, bro, it was like 5 a.m. I was like, I'm not trying to do this shit. Like, yo, I'm gonna fuck. Actually, I'm glad you weren't toxic. Like, I would have been in that situation. I'd be very toxic. Like, first of all. Nah. <laughs> It's not worth well, it. It's not worth it, bro. It's not. It's not. For, first of all, we were in an environment that she knew. Mm-hmm. I ain't know anybody there. I wasn't trying to get into some shit, bro. Three, first of all, three hundred is an intimidating number. It is. I'm not. Paying, <laughs> I'm not paying for nothing. Um, Amber, <laughs> mm-hmm. talk more about just like what you mean. Like you don't care. Like you. You. So you were good when he was in Miami, basically. Like you weren't worried about anything. Like you felt pretty comfortable and confident. In the relationship. I, honestly, I think it's kind of funny that that's, like, intimidating. Like, like you guys think it's, like, if we were in Miami, like, girls tripping, I'm like, what do you, what do you guys think? Oh, I'm calling you here tonight, FaceTime. Oh, no, I'm not. I need to see I have my bachelorette coming up in Mexico. She does. I have my shit in Columbia. Are you scared? <laughs> I need to FaceTime you right now. No, I'm not. have fun. <laughs> Can we FaceTime randomly? I mean, obviously, I appreciate, like, a good morning, I'm okay, like, Mm. hello, how are you? But then I'm like, all right, like, you're in Miami, go have fun. I just need, like, a good morning and a good night, I'm set. Facts. And it's fair. So that's the thing about relationships that people forget, like, trust is one of the more important aspects of a relationship. And to have a steady flow, Mm -hmm. to have a good relationship, you got to have trust. You have to trust each other. Mm -hmm. There's no way around that. Trust builds, but it also comes from just respect. Exactly. You have to respect each other. You have to. I like what you're doing. If you're doing some dirty shit, like, you're ultimately disrespecting your partner. Like, that's mad disrespectful. Don't treat him like that. They're Mm -hmm. They're a person, they're a human being just like you, and they, and they have feelings. Like, you gotta make sure that... I mean, it, it comes down to empathy. Exactly. You, you, gotta have, you gotta have empathy for them, too, because, like, what if they were doing that shit to you? Yo, How true. do you feel about and that? And nine times out of ten, us as men, bro, we got a problem. And 
I'm going to address it right now. I can do something to you, but you can't do it to me. Kodak said it best. I can lie to you, mm-hmm. but don't you lie to me. That's mm. fucked up. That makes why, sense. Why you act like you just so dropped the mic with that one? Because it's the thing. Because it's the thing. Like, a lot of us, we try to... We try to say like, nah, you can't do that. Nah, this how it's gonna be. But then when we do it, we yeah. kind of like we make it very low pressure. I put it that way. Like it's yeah. like, oh, it's not that. <laughs> we was just doing this. Yeah, like it's it's, it's very low up. pressure. And most times women just accept that because men we get away with that. Like we do. That's just how we are. We don't mm. think about it from, oh, if she did that to me, how would I feel? We always think about it like, oh, it's not that bad. Like polyamory, for example. This is crazy super far crazy for example if you want to bring a partner into the bedroom man what would a man gonna say oh let's bring a yes. woman let's bring a woman right mm-hmm. a woman mm-hmm. we don't even think about what, what if she wants want to bring a man into the room mm-hmm. but if she bring a man in that changes everything you're like you are you crazy mm-hmm. you think i'm gay like yeah it's, crazy? it's fucked up but like i feel that way mm. even though i've been with it for so long i feel that way like i don't want another man in this bro it's, and it's normal that's mm. how we're built the top it's just Testosterone. <laughs> Testosterone. Thank you. I can't, oh, I can't get the word. Toxic masculinity. <laughs> it's, it's, it's what it is. Yeah. Toxic masculinity. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. Well, I guess just to like continue the conversation, like, so let's fast forward to now, right? Mm-hmm. So you all have been doing this for the last seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, how did David? How? When did you get to the point to where you were like? Yo, like this is the woman that I want to spend the rest of my life That's with. A good question. And and but how did you know? Like yes, I'm gonna say yes if he proposes. That to is me. a good fucking question. All right. 